Hello and welcome back to the Still Mama Tribe with your hosts Megan and Sarah. And today we have a very special guest. Her name is Sam and she is from the Pink Elephant Support Network, which I'm sure a lot of you have heard about by now. But Sam Payne is one of the co-founders of the Pink Elephant Support Network, which is a charity created to support, nurture and empower couples through early pregnancy loss. She's a woman on a mission to ensure no woman walks through the journey of miscarriage alone. So welcome, Sam. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's so lovely to be able to speak with you. Thank you so much for creating the time. So I wanted to jump in and I wonder if you would um, maybe start off with a little bit of the story of how Um, you came to create the Pink Elephant Support Network. I know that your life personally has been touched by baby loss and I wonder if you would like to just introduce our audience to how you came to create um, the amazing support network that you have. Thank you. Um, Yeah, sure. So basically we're just shy of three years now, which is crazy to think that it's gone that quickly and we've achieved so much. But what basically happened... um, I'd suffered my second miscarriage and I was really struggling and I was shocked that there wasn't really any support out there specific to early pregnancy loss. Um, And I was with that. I had no connection with anybody else who'd gone through loss that I knew of that was open and willing to speak about it. I eventually found an anonymous post on Facebook and through that I met Gabby, who is the other co-founder of the Pink Elephant Support Network, and she'd been through six miscarriages herself. Um, She just completely understood everything that I was going through. So I reached out to her because I saw that we had a mutual friend and we met for a coffee. And it was there and then that we decided this was the type of connection and validation that women deserved um, around the issue of early pregnancy loss, because it's often brushed under the carpet um, and not spoken about. And there is no formal sort of care even within the healthcare system. So there and then, like I said, just under three years ago now, we decided to found the network. What we thought would be a simple Sydney support network has quite quickly grown into something that's huge now. We've supported over 10,000 couples this year. We've reached around 60,000 on social media. And we truly believe that's not just because of what we've created, but it's also because it's what women deserve um, in terms of the support and the validation that miscarriage matters. So, yeah, that was around three years ago now. And we've got big plans for things that are coming up for the next couple of years. Um, but, yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy journey, but one that we're extremely proud of. That's wonderful. I'm, I actually am curious. I wonder if you would just mind, is there a story behind the name, The Pink Elephants? Yes, there is. So... Um, When we were researching, we knew that we didn't necessarily want to be miscarriage support, but we were sort of throwing around different ideas and different names as you do when you start something up. We wanted something meaningful. We thought of elephants just purely in the instance because elephant in the room is often what miscarriage is associated with. It's the story that nobody wants to talk about. But then we actually did some research and we found a beautiful fable or story in um, legend has it if you like that within the elephant community if an elephant mother loses her baby the other elephants form a circle of support around that elephant and they each place that place their trunks on her 
as like a silent unwavering show of support and when we read that we just got absolute goosebumps and we were like that's us we are the pink elephants so the pinks for the female and the heart and the love chakra all of those kind of beautiful female elements that need to come into play and to give empathy and then also on top of that the elephant story so yeah from that we were born and it's it's been that ever since yeah, that's amazing. I love it because, you know, it's one thing that, yeah, like elephants in themselves are just such incredible creatures, it's, um, you know, that really that we should learn from and the fact of how they grieve, how they sort of tribe around each other because it's not just obviously the mum that grieves, it's the whole the whole herd, which is beautiful. So it's really sort of important and I think that's what um, – you know, I love about your name and how it's all sort of ties in with the support network that you've created. It's really beautiful. Thanks. So, Sam, I was wondering if you would, um, for our listeners who haven't come across your support network before, I wonder if you could begin to talk about what people may find if they get in contact with you um like at the moment i'm looking at your website it's absolutely stunning you've got beautiful beautiful illustrations and resources and i wonder if you could yeah just begin to talk about creating that as a resource but also what a mother and or her family might expect if they come across your website or um come across your support network sure um so when we started out, as I said, we, we did honestly think that potentially we would be a Sydney support network. And then we started to do some research and we found the statistics of miscarriage are a lot larger than even we realised. Um, so 103,000 couples a year will go through early pregnancy loss. It's 283 women a day. Um, and it was from there that we decided then, OK, so what do women actually need? What did we want at the time? Um, one of the biggest points that we that stuck in both of our minds was that each time you leave and you've heard those heartbreaking words again, I'm really sorry, but there is no heartbeat, you leave empty-handed and there is no follow-up. Follow up. Um, you may be referred to an EPAS clinic for a procedure, um, but even from the EPAS clinic, you'll generally find there might be a black and white sort of photocopied handout explaining what, an e what for example, a DNC is or what your options are in terms of going forward with the pregnancy loss um, but it's all very clinical it isn't written from a perspective of another woman going through loss um, and it doesn't feel like it has any warmth or love to it so we identified that that was a gap and that women need and deserve more at that time so we created what we call a suite of resources it's our emotional support literature and all of these resources are written from ourselves who've been there and we truly understand what you're currently going through and then what we do is we aim to offer empathy, understanding and a connection with another woman straight away who's been through what you've been through. Um, we also print and distribute these resources. We're currently in over two thirds of New South Wales hospitals now with plans to scale them nationally next year. And the reason we want them in hospitals, GP surgeries and sonography clinics is because they're all the places where a woman can receive the diagnosis that she's lost her baby. And they're all the places that she should be pointed back to us as a referral pathway for support. But also she should receive something to show that somebody actually cares about everything that she's currently going through. We know that from healthcare professional sides, yes, it's common. But to that woman who's hearing those words there and then, to her, she's just lost her entire world, her baby, everything she'd planned for. 
And if she's left unsupported and isolated and has nowhere to turn for, then we know that it can lead to mental health issues. So we want to ensure that every single woman received one of our resources. Um, so we have the initial resources, which are um, miscarriage support and the miscarriage survival guide, the emotional well-being side of things and the sorry for your loss. But in addition to that, we also identified that partners want helpful and meaningful ways to support their girlfriends, wives, whoever is carrying the baby through the loss. So we also wrote a partner support. Again, it's written from the perspective of a woman in terms of what we would like our partners to do for us at that time, what we think would be helpful. Um, and we found that resource has been really looked on favorably by healthcare professionals to give to the partners because they feel like they've actually got something tangible they can do which is um, really supportive. So we have the partner resource. We've also launched this year our support a friend resource. And again, we had quite a lot of other women coming to us via social media, just asking what they could do. They've had a friend who's gone through this. They themselves haven't gone through loss, but they didn't know what to say or how to act around the person who's going through the loss of the baby. So we decided again, let's think about this in a positive way. What can women do? And rather than what not to do and what not to say, we've framed it in a nicer and a soft and nurturing way and we've given people practical tips of things they can do and say so the support a friend is also a really popular one on our resource and again next year we're looking to expand our resources um, we'll be launching an infertility resource um, and we'll also be launching a um, termination of pregnancy resource because that can still fall under the miscarriage category especially if it's under the sort of 20 weeks but it's a different kind of issue in terms of potentially having to make a really difficult decision and again there's very limited support out there for that community of women so we want to add that value um, one thing that we did this year aside from our resources because as fabulous as they are that's the initial point and that's the support that they need there and then but going forward we need to create meaningful ways that women can connect with other women through loss and one of the things that Gabby offered me was peer support she listened to me and she totally understood everything I was going through and she was that person removed from my family, but she wasn't as far step on as a counsellor. So I didn't feel like I was seeing a counsellor. So what we decided to do was create personalised peer support this year. And what that is, it's a connection with another woman who's been through loss. And there are ambassadors and they've all been trained by a bereavement counsellor in how to manage their own grief and other women's grief. And what we do is we connect them with women who are currently going through miscarriage and they're entitled to six um, sessions. They're completely free. And they're over the phone so there's no barrier in terms of having to meet up face to face or anything like that and they're all booked in advance so that you kind of can schedule when you need some help and um, it's really easy to access you just go onto our website look up peer support and you can find one of our peer support ambassadors and you can book in a time to speak with them and um, that's been a pilot this year we've supported 60 women through that pilot and we've got 17 ambassadors which we're really excited about and next year we want to scale that one larger as well and be able to offer that to more women um, and then aside from that this year we also launched our private Facebook groups um, we've if you like identified a journey that we believe that after pregnancy loss is something that the majority of people go through and it's the initial stages of shock and grief with the loss of the baby and that's our miscarriage support group and that can be all of those grief and those initial feelings and then we've got a second group which is about preconception because we identified that women are, when they're becoming ready to try again after a loss, it's a difficult time because it's fraught with different emotions. The naivety of just trying to fall pregnant is no longer there because you've also got a fear factor of, I can potentially fall pregnant, but can I carry a baby to full term? Um, 
so there's that kind of element within that group we've tested out this year and we're going to expand on it more next year but we've brought in holistic and emotional and healthcare well-being experts such as naturopaths and acupuncturists and the idea is that they can offer women emotional support and physical support so they can put themselves in the strongest position possible for when they decide to try and conceive again and then our third group at the moment is our pregnancy after loss support group which Again, it's another time of heightened anxiety for anyone that's been through a loss before um, going through a pregnancy isn't the same anymore. You have an extra layer to it of just, I mean, for myself, it was absolute fear and disbelief that I was even pregnant. And that is something that we believe is a unique point in a woman's journey that they need additional support. And again, it's not offered anywhere, anywhere else at the moment for specifically for early pregnancy loss. So we've decided to create that group. Um, and then next year, we've got plans to expand those groups according to different areas that women need support in. So we're all about providing meaningful connection along the journey. Um, if you like, we identify three areas that sort of feel, heal and beyond. And that within those areas, we offer different types of support. And hopefully the aim is that then whenever anyone has an early pregnancy loss, they can come to us. They can feel supported. They feel validated that miscarriage matters and they feel connected to other women in a meaningful way along their journey. That makes sense. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, Samantha. That's oh, oh it, it just shows like that you've taken everything that is needed within that space and put it all together into one thing that you just thought was only going to be needed for like a very small group of people in Sydney, but it, it, it's you know, it's going to be so supportive to so many women across Australia. It's just, you know, it's so incredibly necessary. So yeah. I just want to say thank you for it because it's just, you know, obviously for me, like I haven't been through that early pregnancy loss, but just mm -hmm. obviously being a part of um, that Facebook group um, for pregnancy after loss has been really, really good. And um, which leads me to touch on the fact that you've got the little rainbow stickers, which are really cute, which I got one. Yeah. So with the rainbow stickers, again, it was a simple idea. Um, we identified that when women are pregnant again after loss, like we talked about earlier, there's that heightened state of anxiety and there's different triggers within pregnancies and it isn't even with early pregnancy loss there's an assumption that after 12 weeks those anxieties will go away it's not necessarily the case it wasn't my personal case either um but yeah so we identified that things like scans and appointments can be triggering for example you can go for a scan and the sonographer can be is this your first pregnancy or as simple as that or they can actually just be abrupt because they've done however many scans that they've done today and they don't really have any understanding that that woman might need just an extra level of TLC, like somebody to show a little bit of additional support. So we decided to create a rainbow sticker as a representation that this is a pregnancy after loss and that woman might need some extra support. It started as a bit of a ground up movement in terms of we will provide those stickers for free to any woman who's currently pregnant after loss. We'll post them out to you. And what you do is you place them on your antenatal card as a symbol. In mid next year, we're actually going to be attending a few different conferences, which will have quite a big reach within OBS and Gynes and GP communities. And it's within that point then that we'll actually do an overarching campaign to raise awareness around what these stickers actually mean for healthcare professionals. So hopefully from then, the woman won't need to explain that I've got this sticker on and it means X, Y and Z. 
Um, so yeah, it's we've sort of launched them and we've had really good uptake on them. Um, everybody wants them, which is brilliant. And we've had some really nice feedback that once they've explained that they've then actually had a higher level of nurturing and care and understanding from whoever is the healthcare practitioner. That's so incredible. It's it also goes to show, I think, just how something so simple as a sticker can hold so much meaning and really change the experience of a woman walking into yeah, her GP's office or the sonography room because we do know, like from the interviews that we've done, that they can be extremely triggering situations and it can be so hard to create awareness for every single sonographer and GP and having the reach of creating education. Um, but yeah, just it's absolutely genius to have a sticker that encapsulates so much meaning and can, yeah, just change the whole experience of a woman walking into that sonography room. It's really um, very, very special. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we'd like to agree. It's, it is a simple idea and we think they're the best ideas though. Things that are simple to execute as well have more potential then to be rolled out nationally, which means that everybody can have the support that they deserve. Sometimes things don't need to be overcomplicated in terms of the fact that we offer support resources. There's a lot of organisations that offer support resources. They're just niched in terms of the need of our community of women, which are for early pregnancy loss. Um, and yeah, we think that that's why they work so well because they're simple and effective but they're also written with love and they've got meaning behind them if that makes sense mm. I, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about your experience like your personal experience of walking into hospitals and having conversations with other professionals and um, people who are really on the front line helping to provide support for mothers and families who've lost their babies how have sure. people received the pink elephant support network um originally we um the, so the first hospital we went to was purely location we are two women from sydney and um, we live in the same area gabby and i and our local hospital is Randwick women's hospital um within sydney um the Royal Women's Hospital, sorry, I'm saying Randwick because that's the location. So we went there originally because we had some connections from personal experience of that's where I'd gone to for my um, my DNCs. So we approached a midwife that we knew of um, and she was absolutely beautiful. She was a bereavement um, counsellor midwife as well and she was allocate, allocated 10 hours a week to support families. Um, but again, even from her perspective, those 10 hours a week weren't enough the government needed to fund more she needed that needed to be a full-time position within that hospital um so what she was saying to us that it would often be the women who'd gone through the later term losses that would receive those 10 hours a week and those support and then what would happen is those women that were having the early pregnancy losses they would go through the epas clinic but then there would be absolutely no follow-up for them so there would be no in terms of six week calls later on how are you going is everything all right and we're well aware that that's a, that's standard across australia but we believe that women deserve and need more. And I don't think there should be a difference in terms of the support that women are offered based on what, what, what point they've lost a baby at. I think that it is still a pregnancy loss and that women need some type of support. Not all women want support, but they should have an option for support. We generally find that the nurses, um, so the nurse unit managers of the EPAS clinics and the EDs that we provide our support to are really receptive to it. 
we've not had anybody say no they don't want our support the feedback that we get is um, we love giving these out to our patients. We feel like we can provide them with something meaningful and a space where they can go for relevant support according to what they're going through. Um, we, Because we only started supplying hospitals about 18 months ago. And as I said, in that 18 months now, we're nearly at the point where we're providing all of New South Wales hospitals. And next year, we'll expand them nationally. So, yeah, we've had really good feedback. We had all of our content peer reviewed by Professor William Ledger, who's the head of obstetrics um, at the Royal Women's Hospital in Sydney. And even though we don't offer clinical advice, we still wanted it peer reviewed by a medical professional to ensure that we were on track with everything, that we weren't saying anything out of turn. We also had it peer reviewed by a bereavement counsellor and a social worker who, again, checked it from those that perspective of obviously it can't be too triggering and making sure that we're offering the right type of support. And again, from both of those professionals, we were given really good feedback in that this was exactly what women need and that there isn't anything else out there like this at the moment. Um, and even if you look at sort of the later term loss providers as well, um, fabulous in that there is specific support for later term loss, but again, the resources as well, often we now find that some of the resources would potentially benefit from also having that extra emotional layer and that sort of written from another woman who's going through who's been through loss to a woman who's currently going through loss and all of our resources are designed beautifully and that was really important to us that they stood out and that they're different because it shows somebody that when they're going through one of the most awful times of their lives that somebody truly cares about them and has gone to all of this effort to ensure that they have somewhere safe and nurturing to connect with other women in a similar position to them awesome thanks sam that's um yeah oh so good yeah like the the website is just absolutely stunning and you know and it just shows that taking the time with something especially like that actually you know it makes such a difference and um i like how you sort of touched on the emotional side and obviously not just for early loss um because obviously it's something like later loss is something that i've been through personally but you know i think it's it's still no matter when the loss, like having that emotional and also just the social connection and not feeling alone um, is is so important because that's generally what everybody will go through and how they feel because they just feel like it's just them, um, you know, and I know that's how I felt so much. And I was like, surely I'm the only one because nobody talks about it. And once again, it comes down to it's the giant elephant in the room, isn't it? So, um, yeah, it's, it's really important to have that emotional and that support, which is great. No, absolutely. We completely agree. It's just an added layer. It doesn't matter at what point anyone loses a pregnancy and you can even just take grief in general. We all face points of adversity. We all find, face different things, different challenges within our lives. And it's about finding your tribe. And that's why I love your name as well. If you find your tribe within that point and it's just those meaningful connections with other people who are going through or have gone through similar times as yourself and they can just offer heartfelt advice. And it, it doesn't need to be that, like I said earlier, it's not necessarily about the clinical side of things. It's just human connection, which is surely what we're all about originally anyway absolutely um another thing that i'm just so impressed about with the pink elephant support network is you investing back into the community and also um 
think I saw that you're involved in some research and helping to bring awareness. Yeah, absolutely. They're two really key areas for us. So we really believe that research into our community on an ongoing basis um, to ensure that we're meeting the needs of them. Um, again, just the fact that my miscarriages now were three years ago. So I'm not necessarily in the trenches anymore. And I'm fortunate that I've gone on and I've gone through pregnancy after loss. And I'm very lucky that I have my baby boy now um, after that experience. But we're very conscious that we continually touch base with women who are currently going through loss um, just to ensure that we are meeting their needs. So we've partnered with the University of Melbourne. And in February, we're really excited. We're launching our miscarriage support survey. So we did a small sample survey in June ourselves this year where we, I say small, but fantastically, we reached 1,700 women completed this survey for us. Um, 1,700 women, 75% told us they felt unsupported through early pregnancy loss. 60% wanted access to a peer support system and only one fifth of these women were given any form of handout or aftercare after the diagnosis of the loss of their baby, which is it's just not good enough. It's just that's terrible. Um, and like I said, we've also looked at further research that's been done in the UK, which points to 33% of women who have experienced a pregnancy loss will go on to have clinical signs of anxiety or depression for up to three years after that loss. And they're particularly heightened during pregnancy after loss. So we're an at-risk and an at-need um, community and we need additional support. So we're constantly looking at ways that we can research into terms of what type of support. So that's what this University of Melbourne survey will be about. And then what we will do is take those research findings and we translate that into meaningful service delivery in the sense that we create new resources or we'll create a different type of peer support system based on what our community need. And um, so that's really important to us. And then the raising awareness has always been a key area for us to develop. So we recently launched a campaign in October, which was hashtag miscarriage matters. And the idea around that was to raise awareness that miscarriage matters. And we had some awesome advocates come on board and support that. And that was so Stacey June, who's one of the Thinker Girls, and um, Jessica Smith, who's Australian Paralympian. Who's, they both got a great reach within social media. They took part in that campaign by filming videos of themselves, explaining why miscarriage matters to them and sharing it on their social networks. We had hundreds of videos of different women sent in, um, again, all doing the same, where they'd seen the campaign, they decided to share why miscarriage mattered to them on their social media networks. And then what we did is we compiled a short video and we released that on October the 15th, which is International Pregnancy Loss Awareness Day. And then that was actually picked up by Marie Claire and by the um, Sunday Telegraph, which was really exciting because that gave us national validation if you like um within national media that miscarriage does matter and that it is something that people are starting to talk about and it's really important i know we touched on it earlier that when people feel isolated and they're alone when they're going through this and you feel like you're the only one going through this pain there is comfort when you're ready to seek comfort there is comfort in knowing that you aren't the only one and that there are other people around you that potentially have walked a similar journey to you so we feel with us by raising awareness, not only that miscarriage matters, but raising awareness that we exist to support women, then everyone can be, they can basically turn to us for support when they need it the most. That's amazing. Um, I just want to just touch on the fact that um, 
you know, just is just going off that end and the reach and how you guys are so you're just trying to get out there and get in amongst it and using social media and all this sort of stuff rather than anything that generally there are support services, which I won't really get into them. Um, but the ones that we obviously, you know, the general ones that we know of around are very silent. They're very quiet. They're not, um, they don't punch into your face. They're kind of like when things happen, they're like, Oh, by the way, we're here. And it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't really like, I know from just from my personal experience that hasn't been very helpful because, because I haven't known about them prior and all of a sudden they're there. It's, it's a really hard space to navigate when, you know, you're kind of going through it and then all of a sudden you're getting thrown all this information. And the last thing you want to do is kind of then reach out to somebody that you, you're like, but I don't know how helpful you're going to be, but by sort of being already there, people, you know, maybe either have heard about you once or twice or they follow and um or you know somebody then has guided their friend to it because they've gone oh I know about them um and then their friend's gone through it or their their family and I think it's just it's 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 incredible like the fact that these conversations need to happen these conversations and um the knowledge and the awareness that we actually need to talk about it and make it not, you know, the fact that it's normal because we don't want to be like, yeah, this is, it's just an everyday life thing. Cause I mean, in a sense it is, but we want to make sure that people understand how common and how much it just, it has to be there. So the support and people are ready to go, I need to reach out absolutely couldn't agree more so again from early on we identified that we want to support first and foremost the woman who's going through the loss and then if you think of a circle of support we want to extend that circle of support we want to be part of that circle of support but we want to educate everyone around that woman who's going through the loss in how they can offer support that is meaningful and will make a difference you hear so many stories of uh, I mean Personally, I'll touch on mine. I was told, because I have a five-year-old daughter as well, and my miscarriages came in between my two children. Uh, oh, but you're so lucky you have Georgie. Oh, it's okay, you've got Georgie. And that was really not helpful. <laughs> that, that Because I have one child, does that invalidate the child that I just lost? No. And would you say that to someone who's just potentially lost uh, a grandmother or a mother even? You would never say, oh, well, at least you've got your husband or at least you have X, Y, and Z. It's the way that we in society generally try and fix grief. We try and offer a solution. And what we don't do enough within Western society is that takes time and it, it will never go away fully. It's part of your life experience, if that makes sense. And then from that, it becomes part of who you are. And it's really important that we acknowledge grief and that I think that we educate society in general around how early pregnancy loss is a form of grief. It's often a form of invalidated grief because we don't talk about pregnancy loss because fear of triggering or upsetting other people because it has been such a taboo subject. But that's something that we really want to change. And again, campaigns such as the Miscarriage Matters, our national reach um, and our PR initiatives that we're trying to do, they're all coming from a place of educating others around the impact of pregnancy loss. 
And then also in terms of giving them not just awareness, but education, how they can support other people through loss. So that speaks to that part of if you have gone through loss and you need to find a charity you would almost already hopefully have an association with us as a network like you said earlier and then they can reach out to us if they want support but second to that if you've just gone through loss and you hear a story on the radio or a story on the television or something within a magazine of another woman's journey who's going through loss that can actually be enough of a support for you you might not need to reach out and ask for additional support but just knowing that someone else has gone through what you're going through and that they've come out the other side of it. That also is something that can offer us a different level of support. We're also very careful that we're not all about the rainbow baby. That doesn't always end that way. And as much as we want to offer hope and inspiration, we need to also talk about things like involuntary childlessness within society. And how do we support those women within our community? What can we do? What and it's again comes back to those questions that we often have. We do frequently get messages via our private Facebook groups of how can I, sorry, via our Facebook page where people message us and say, I've had a friend who's gone through this and I'm really unsure what can I do. And then that's where we think, oh, great, so we can educate you and then hopefully you can support your friend in the right way. And then again, we're increasing that circle of support. So there's two really key areas for us and it is that miscarriage matters and that that circle of support needs to be extended across the whole of Australia so that anybody going through any type of early pregnancy loss is offered the support and the validation that they need at that point. Great. Um, yeah, it, it's so important to, um, you know, make sure that it's a well-rounded thing, which is obviously what you're, you're you know, achieving and still really such a short period of time and how quickly it's going to grow next year and all the things that you're doing, which is, ugh, my hat's off to you. I think what you're doing is just ugh, amazing. Um, and I just wanted to touch on... Um, where was my brain at? <laughs> it was there. I had it. It's gone uh, again. Maybe some practical advice. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, the practical advice for someone to support someone through a loss. Um, so again, we. it's a case of reaching out to that person, letting them know that you're there for support to them. And that might be as simple as a text message, acknowledging their loss. Um, definitely do not ignore the fact that they've lost not had a loss um there's really it's really simple i'm sorry for your loss is five five words that you can put together in one sentence and that sometimes is all that you need to say if that person is ready and they want to have a conversation listening is really important and just letting them speak whatever's on their mind they everyone grieves in different ways we all have different styles of grieving I'm quite a translational griever that I find that doing things really helps me so for me I might not have been breaking down um emotionally all of the time but I was very active and I created the pink elephant support network and for me that was my it was cathartic for me it helped me to heal and um, that was my style but there's very there's other types of grieving and they're all valid we can all have our individual styles and that's absolutely okay it's okay to feel like screaming one day and not wanting to see absolutely anybody and just keeping yourself to yourself that's absolutely fine but it's also okay to feel like you're ready to go back into the world and to continue on um 
there is no right or wrong way to grieve. And that's really important that that's also acknowledged outwardly. Um, but yeah, I would honestly just say the best thing you can do is to be there for your friend in a meaningful way and just to check in on them every now and again, ensure they're okay. Um, if they do have other children, you can offer to take their older children for them to give them some space to grieve. Um, I know that we often hear stories like that um, where you feel like you need to continue on with normal life because you've got other children and you don't want them to be impacted by it. Um, so those women sometimes struggle to have a safe space to be able to actually grieve. Um, so if you can offer help that way, offer help that way. Um, but yeah, our support a friend resource on our website has lots of other practical tips. But the main thing really is just to be there for them and to acknowledge their loss. Yeah, that's really important. And um, yeah, something that I was, yeah, that's what I was thinking about before is, is what you sort of touched on with the whole, um, it, you know, wording to people and what, um, you know, what not to say in this fact of like, you know, if they're, you know, you're not going to say, um, you know, like for, for me, I've, I've had these funny random conversations before where I've been like, well, if my husband died, you wouldn't just say to me, that's all right, you can get another one. You can marry again. Like you wouldn't say that to somebody. So even just when those conversations arise where people are like, it's okay. Like, yeah, as you said, like you had your daughter and like, obviously for me, I have Arthur. It's like one of those things like, you know, you don't just sort of say, well, you've, you've got one, like you got one healthy child, like lucky you, like, yes. Okay. In a sense, like it is different to everybody's um story within those things are different but it doesn't mean that you're not you you didn't want that child and yes you're grateful for one thing but it's also the the difference is in in you know yes like you don't want to say to someone oh it's all right you can just try again at least you can get pregnant like these so many things like that we could go into but we <laughs> but we won't because we'll take forever but um it, it's it was really important that I was like you know that's that really resonated with me um in making sure that people are yes they're contacting their friends they're keeping them in their thoughts they're saying you know I'm sorry for your loss I'm here for you I can take you for coffee we can talk we don't have to whatever it is that you need to do but it's just making sure that you're staying away from certain things that you know that are really inappropriate for that person at that time and probably forever, <laughs> um, which is really, really important. But um, I will just move on because I, your national partner, because um, yes. that just sort of stuck out to me. Is that something, is, is it just me or, or is that something that's quite new for you guys? Yeah, it's new. So mm. we are a charity. It was really important to us that when we set up, we were a not-for-profit because we don't want to profit from loss. And we also think that there are um, other places out there that, um, oh, that's the wrong place, not other places out there, but in terms of, for example, when you're going through loss and then you go on to that point where it's preconception, you're trying to conceive again, it can often be a really expensive time because you can actually have to see extra healthcare specialists extra holistic practitioners and we just didn't feel that women needed any additional expense and we honestly feel that women deserve the support that we offer for complete free so we set up as a charity for that reason and then the difficulty being a charity is that for three well it's been two and a half years and we haven't taken any um, payment for the work that we do and we work full-time on this 
Um, so we then needed to look strategically at partnerships that could benefit our community as well as generating revenue for us so that we can invest in different areas of the basically the charity to be able to scale and to deliver the services because as it stands, we're two women and two women can't deliver these services nationally to 103,000 couples a year. So we do also need to look at this as a business. Um, so part of this was looking at who we could partner with, who could hold the same values as us, who could support women within this journey at this point. And Jenea just felt like such a good fit in terms of the fertility. They have a national fertility clinic. Um, so they help with IVF and different fertility procedures. But they also offer an extra level of support to all of their patients, be it through the counsellors that they offer. And they want to do more and they want to give back. And they connected with us. And then we sort of started a conversation around the beginning of this year. And then that evolved to, yeah, in August this year, where we launched a national partnership with them. And then next year, what's going to come from that national partnership is we're going to be delivering um, health care guidelines on the treatment of patients through early pregnancy loss and infertility. So they currently don't exist. So we'll be the first to write those national guidelines, which is really exciting. So we're doing that in conjunction with Jenea. Um, and we're also launching the new resource, which is the infertility resource as well, um, because we think that generally speaking, a lot of early pregnancy loss and um, infertility go hand in hand to be able to form those partnerships, to support more people, to increase our reach. So we're in talks with other organisations, but if anybody else is interested, then feel free to reach out to us because we'd be really interested to have conversations with you. Absolutely. I think that that rings so true to our own philosophy for starting the Still Mama Tribe and creating, creating support networks that aren't driven by like financial motivations at all, but really getting to the heart of supporting women in what can be the absolute darkest time that you can experience in life. Um, just before we wrap up, Sam, we've covered so many incredible points and I really hope that people can take away oh, just how amazing your organisation is. And if anyone would like to support you, please reach out to Sam at the Pink Elephant Support Network. Uh, and just briefly, Sam, is there anything else that you would like our listeners to know or to hear from you? Um, no, I think we, we have covered a lot. Um, thank you, firstly, to both of you for giving us a platform for reach. And what you guys do is amazing too because you're providing those connections. And again, women can listen to you. They might not be ready to reach out actively for support, but just knowing that there's other people going through stories such as that, journeys such as that, um, theirs, that's healing and that's comforting as well. Um, so, yeah, I think we've covered everything that we do. And honestly, if anyone needs support or anything at all, you can just reach out to us either via Facebook or Instagram. It's at Pink Elephant Support or via our website. Um, we're, yeah, we're around and we're here for when women need us most. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Sam. Like, that's just, yeah, I yeah perfect I, I, I've got no more words for it but yeah Thank I think you. it's definitely worth everyone jumping on your website because a it's as we said it's just so beautiful to look at um so the website is pinkelephantsupport.com 
and you know and if you obviously want to jump on instagram and you guys obviously you've got your your facebook page but all those groups for support which are amazing and also um you've got a couple of hashtags that are going around obviously you've touched on the um hashtag miscarriage matters but you've also got hashtag circle of support and hashtag yeah. uh support nurture empower and i think there are three really powerful um hashtags um and really really important for people to understand that um you know even if they just want to if if you're on instagram you can actually follow hashtags now so it's a really great way to connect with some people as well as you know once you're sharing they're great ones to share so that you can actually have other people connecting with you as well yeah absolutely Well, thank you so much for your time today, Sam, and for sharing all of your wisdom. And thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. And I'm I'm sure our listeners are standing beside us as well in saying thank you for all of the hard work that you've put in in creating this. It really will significantly change the way that our community, our society and especially health professionals in hospital settings are able to communicate and provide support for women who've lost their babies and for that we honestly cannot thank you enough for creating such a huge impact and yeah empowering us in using new language around miscarriage and baby loss excellent thank you so girl both of you again for just giving me the opportunity to do this and to reach more people and to let them know that we exist and that we are here for them so yeah thank you thank you sam cheers the information provided on the still mama tribe is for educational and informational purposes only the information is not a substitute for professional advice or care please seek the advice of a qualified healthcare professional in the event that something you learn here raises questions or concerns for your health also if you require support regarding your loss sans australia has a national support line 24 hours a day the number is 1300 072 637 also see our website for further resources and links for support Today's episode is sponsored by my amazing co-host and her beautiful, beautiful affirmation cards, Ayla and Lior. Megan? Thanks so much, Sarah. Yes, I'm so proud to be sponsoring today's episode and I would just quickly love to explain what the affirmation cards are and what they're about. So they're kind of bite chunk um, affirmations that women or mamas and families can use to help heal after the loss of a baby. I wrote them out of my own experience for myself and then realized that they were really powerful after I'd kind of lent them to some friends who'd also lost babies. And um, for those who don't know, I do have a couple of degrees in psychology and in health, and I really use those to kind of make um, powerful affirmations to help heal the mind, body, and spirit. And So they're in a beautiful package and they have gold reflective foil on the back and there's lots and lots of meaning about the colours and intentions that I put into them, but most of all to bring healing through the period after losing a baby. Yeah, Yeah. that's what it's about. Yeah, they're beautiful and anybody that holds these cards in their hand are just 
so grateful. I love mine. I adore them and people love reading them. So they're gorgeous. So we hope our listeners love them just as much as we do. And I'm sure you will. You can find all the information in the show notes, Ayla and Lior, as well as um, any special discount that Megan has on offer. So check it out.